Houston, we have a podcast. Welcome to the official podcast of the NASA Johnson Space Center, episode 106, Student-Built Space Hardware. I'm Gary Jordan, and I'll be your host today. On this podcast, we bring in the experts, NASA scientists, engineers, astronauts, educators, all to let you know the coolest information about what's going on right here at NASA. So today we're talking about the way students can actually build and fly hardware to the International Space Station. It's part of a program called High School Students United with NASA to Create Hardware. Of course, it wouldn't be NASA if you didn't have acronyms, so we just call it HUNCH. It's a program that's grown quite a bit over the years, starting with just a few schools making space tools and growing to over 270 schools in many states, doing hardware manufacturing, soft goods or fabrics training, software development, culinary science, and videos, the list goes on. Note we mentioned more than 70 schools a few times in this podcast, but we're just talking about the schools at the Marshall Space Flight Center. There's over 200 or so based out of the Johnson Space Center. So with us to talk about all things Hunch are the co-founders of the program, Bob Zeke and Stacy Hale. They tell the tale of how Hunch got started and how it's grown, what the students are actually doing, and how the stuff they do flies to the space station, and what to expect in the program within the coming years. So here we go. Everything Hunch with Mr. Bob Zeke and Mr. Stacy Hale. Enjoy. Bob and Stacy, thank you so much for uh, coming on today to talk about this Hunch program. Sure, glad to be here. So it's it's funny because uh, every time I hear I hear Hunch, you know, you have to think acronyms. We have to we have to condense this thing into an acronym. Did you did you plan out that it would be Hunch first, and then kind of went back and be like, how could we turn this into an acronym? How did how did you figure where where the acronym Hunch would come from? So yes, we were about halfway through the first year when. Uh, uh, and, and realizing that, hey, this thing was really working out well, what are we going to call it? Yeah. And so I sat down at my desk and I started thinking about high school students or students and what are we doing and just ended up with Hunch. Nice. Yeah. 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 High school students start with H and then yeah. go from yeah. there. Right. We know we're dealing with high schools. Yeah. We know we're dealing with NASA. Let's 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 make something. But the idea is is is, is high school students united with NASA to create hardware. And it's, it's there's that action in there, right? You're, there's high school students and they're doing something with NASA. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And that's really what this is all about. Can't wait to really get into it. But you but you guys are here for a reason, right? Are, are, are you're not necessarily local to Houston, are you? So we're in 201 schools across the nation in 32 different states. So we're not local. Okay. Where are you guys based? I'm uh, Marshall Space Flight Center in Huntsville. And, okay. and Stacy is local. He's Johnson yeah, Space, Johnson Space You are Johnson. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. And so, so uh, Bob, why are you in town then? Are, is something going on for Huntsville? Well, this is our annual year-end awards event. So uh, this, this Saturday coming up, we're doing a, uh, a live stream to recognize all of our students across the country. So. How many students? We got over what two thousand this year. Yeah, two thousand. Two thousand three hundred. Two thousand three hundred, and yeah. and and quite a, how many schools? Seventy. 
201 schools. 201 schools. I yeah. have I have 70 in my area, so that's why. Yeah. I'm stuck <laughs> yeah. There, so. there you go. Yeah. Okay. So so I'm sure it didn't start off with with 2,000 students and 70 schools. I'm sure I'm sure you had some humble beginnings. So and you guys are the co-founders, right? You, fi- you figured this out together. So right. so where did this all start? How did Hunch begin? <laughs> so Hunch began um, the summer of 2003. Uh, I went to go spend three months at Marshall Space Flight Center, and one of the challenges that uh, that that they asked me to help them work on was the fact that they had a room that was their trainer, that was an eight by ten, eight foot by ten foot closet, and this is where they trained their uh, their payload flight controllers to uh, uh, to oversee payload operations on the International Space Station. And at the time, I was a deputy program manager for the space station training facility. So I had gone up there, and, and we were looking at this room, and the thought hit me, uh, what if I had all the drawings to build the three-quarters of a billion-dollar training facility that we have here at JSC? Uh, so what if we just made a copy of that? Or And so uh, the thought hit, well, what if we have students just reproduce a copy of this and uh, that's kind of how this thing started okay yeah you were looking for uh, I guess a way to do it lower cost but then it sort of expanded besides the cost besides to this to this opportunity you know now you have students that otherwise wouldn't have an opportunity to to do something to physically get their hands and have engineering experience it kind of it kind of has this snowballing effect where you have this need but then you find out along the way more people can benefit yes yeah it was a big shock to see how how much of a benefit it was to students and to teachers and yeah. schools and school districts so what were you doing at the time what was your job at the time while, while you were going to figure this out at the marshall space flight center so uh the deputy uh program manager for the space station training facility we were moving out of a development phase into a sustaining phase so I was actually kind of looking for a new job to go do. I see. And so that's why I went to another center, because promotion-wise, you kind of need to have multi-center experiences. And so I had gone over there, but then this ended up being the career that I would keep doing till, uh, till I retired. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Bob, what about you? What were you doing at Marshall uh, Space Flight I, I, I met Stacy. I, I knew Stacy a little bit prior to his visit to Marshall Space Flight Center because we were integrating equipment from Marshall on the payload side into into his his uh, building here at JSC, and uh, we were basically putting the express racks into um, into the system. They're trainers. These were simulated trainers, and we were sending eight of those here and we we actually held one back which is how we started in the closet i guess if you call it that if you think we started our company in the garage we started our organization in a custodial closet <laughs> so we had pictures on the walls uh, representing just four bays and in those four bays uh one of those was the express rack and the express rack is the main rack that holds payloads that, that go into space uh, it's an eight over two they call it eight singles or you know a quad or or a whole rack with uh, two service drawers down below so we were sending all of our payload flight ops people to houston to train to see the environment of space station and uh it was very costly so we mm-hmm. we held that rack back put it in that closet and started training our people local and from there is where the hunch thing really really 
blew up and, and got bigger. We, we went to another room and to another room, and now we got a full rack, uh, uh, a full U.S. lab trainer with a node plus another lab behind it, which is a multi-purpose lab. So. Okay. And that's sort of the relationship between Johnson and Marshall, it sounds like. Johnson Space Center is, is, is more focused on the vehicle, the International Space Station itself, and Marshall focuses on the stuff in the vehicle, those payloads. That's correct, the yeah. payloads, right. So the express rack is kind of like, it's kind of like a, a, I'd kind of like a, think of it as like a fancy wall inside the space station. It's it's a wall, but you can put stuff in it and it's yeah. meant for things to operate, whether it's whether it's, you know, life support equipment or whether it's a science investigation and that's that's your payload right. and that's and that's, that's your focus. We, we sell it to the kids like it's visually the size of a Coke machine. You okay. Know, with the door open and the door off and it's a big cavity and these these lockers plug and play into the rack and then from there you do all your umbilicals, your data, your power, your gas, your waters and, and that's what we train. We train the the ops people just like we train the crew so they have the thorough understanding of how that payload operates. So then what, how'd you get from from working with the payload to, you know, wh- wh- where'd you start with the schools? What were some of the first schools and students you reached out to? Hey, we have this brand new idea. Um, you know, would you be interested? Yes. So uh, Bob had a couple schools somewhat close uh, and, and felt he had connections to it. Me, I didn't really know where to go down here. So I called uh, NASA Education and said, hey, I need to talk to some schools about doing, uh, about fabricating some metal items. How should I go about pursuing this? And they said, talk to the career and technology of education director, the CTE director. And so I did, and she set up some meetings with some teachers, and we found a a teacher at Clear Creek High School who was actually running a wood shop, but in the back of the wood shop was these what looked like fancy drill presses, and they turned out to be milling machines. Hmm. And so uh, that's how it started. Clear Creek. Clear Creek is here, right? It's, it's yeah. local to Houston. Yes, just so, south of NASA. So that was one of the first, uh, one of the first schools in Hunch was Clear Creek. Yeah. Clear For JSC, it was. For JSC, yeah. okay. So, so, we, had, had, so we had two. The first year we had three schools. We had the two at, at Marshall area, which were uh, uh, Brewer High School in Somerville, Alabama, and then we had a Huntsville Center for Technology, which is a career tech center where all the high schools were feeders. Okay, and they would pull their school uh, students to that school and they was machining and welding and you know auto mechanics and, and painting and and sewing and graphic arts so all those were there available for us to use and that was the first school that actually machined the front and rear back plate of the locker whereas Stacy's school down here did sheet metal bending and riveting and they fabricated those, shipped them to us. Then we went to the Brewer High School where we did the weldments. We welded the the, uh, the shell to the back plate. And then uh, lo and behold, we had a, a pretty good looking locker. Actually 20, <laughs> 20 the first year, I think, yeah. or 24. Robust, so. very robust. All right, yeah. so yeah. so you had, like you said, you had these designs, you knew what you wanted to build. You went close, you went to the local Houston area, the local um, Huntsville area, and found places that you can manufacture these items they just happen to be schools and then you had the students actually doing it that's kind of where the the genesis of this absolutely okay so it seems i mean obviously because it's grown it was probably was it successful from the beginning or did did you have some hurdles no it was very successful okay right the the career and technology directors uh they were very eager for this partnership 
Uh, the teachers were very excited over it. The students were very excited over it. it. It wasn't something that we had to sell. It was something that I think everybody was hungry to become a part of. Okay. So how did it, uh, how did it start to grow then? Did you have the same idea of, of finding schools with the manufacturing capabilities and expand? What, what were some of the first steps of expansion? So, so this first project was these single storage lockers uh, mm-hmm. that can hold uh, uh, science experiments for the express rack. And then, and then uh, the next year, we, we wanted to go bigger and actually try to make some, some racks, some training racks itself. And so, so the goal here, right, is to get out of the closet, to try to build a complete training facility, so, uh, which, which they needed racks, and, they need, and a facility not only has racks, but it has utility output panels and generic luminaire uh, assemblies and, and many other type of things. So the second year, uh, I expanded to uh, Houston Independent School District and uh, SciFair Independent School District. And uh, where all did you expand? You expand in in more capability. You did electronics. You yes. created that generic payload simulator. We did. In fact, we had the first, one of the first high schools there in Huntsville had one of the early first 3D commercial grade printers. Oh, wow. So our doors that were metal, we turned those into plastic, uh, 3D printed plastic, and then populated those with electronics so we could do switch movements and, you know, light LEDs and, and give it some physical, you know, operation. Okay. Uh, so right. Then I ended up... And in that ten- second year, there was a problem with the express rack. Tell yeah, them about yeah, that. that this, this was a live, a live fix for, for onboard space station. So... In that express rack, uh, there was a part called a water valve, which controlled the water flow through the rack, which was not considered to be an orbital replacement unit, which they call an ORU. Uh, so we had no way to train <coughs> the crew on, on how to do that. So we, Hunch, developed all the bracketry and all the, all the guts inside the rack that hold that valve, 3D printed that valve, and, and mounted it to the bracket and then had procedures written for the crew uh, how to remove, disassemble, replace, and, and pop, you know, when they get into space, put the new one in. So it, that was really our biggest uh, biggest booster to say, hey, Hunch is real. So All right. Yeah, it's operational. So was the idea that the, the, the you had the designs, gave it to the students, going back to the beginning of the program, right? right. You had the designs, gave it to the students, they did it, and then you flight certified it? That was the idea? That's it. That was a Boeing product, and, and, okay. and Boeing was nice enough to share uh, our idea to get high school kids to do it, and cool. we did it in a expeditious turnaround. I mean, <laughs> rather than having to write a contract to Boeing and you know get money transferred, I think we did it in probably less than a month. Yeah. So. Which is unheard of. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the kind of the central idea here is there's a lot of people that are benefiting from this. The companies are benefiting. The students, NASA. You know, you're actually re- replacing something. You're replacing a critical right. component on space station Absolutely. with this program. Absolutely. Um, so so then it, it keeps expanding, right? Because right now, hunch hunch is, is more than just finding the the manufacturing capabilities with nearby schools and 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 printing hardware. There's there's more to this program. So, so how did it, where did sure. it go from there? Sure. So towards the end of year two, uh, the question came out, well, could we expand where there was no NASA? Because we, we were doing well at Marshall. We were doing well at JSC. And so if could we go to a place where there's no NASA center? And so 
uh, we ended up going to a small town in Montana called Laurel, Montana. And, uh, and we, we got a, a really good teacher there that was very excited about it and dedicated to her students. And so that year we proved that, uh, yes, this can work where there's no NASA. The concept really was if, if, if someone, if a NASA employee, if a contractor wanted to be able to go back to their hometown and make this happen at their hometown, like when they went home for vacations or something like that, would it be feasible to do that type of thing? And so that year three, we, kind of, we proved that, yes, that's a very doable thing. If someone wanted to be able to share NASA to their hometown, then they could do that. Uh, a couple years after that, um, the National Lab became uh, a thing for the International Space Station. And, and, and I was asked, can we go have students create payloads for the International Space Station. So we went to Colorado and Wyoming and some other places where there's really not a big space influence. And uh, we created a program called Extreme Science because students would come up with concepts and we'd go fly them on the zero gravity plane. And then uh, uh, experiments that wanted to be picked up by other organizations uh, like CASIS or CubeSat folks, uh, they could then utilize those student teams to create an, an experiment to go fly. And so we've flown, I don't know, four or five different experiments to the International Space Station. But uh, we've also be, uh, picked up, uh, we're now the only provider of class one uh, single stowage lockers. And we've provided 60 stowage lockers to the International Space Station. Uh, we've We've made over 700 different items that will fly to the International Space Station, of which almost 500 have flown already, anywhere from hardware to cargo transfer bags to even food. We now have uh, a culinary program running, closing out its fifth year, where students, uh, the JSE Food Lab says, hey, we would like a side dish, either a vegetable or a fruit, to uh, to add to, to the crew's uh, uh, menu selection and so we have a competition we had over 40 schools across the country compete and it and talk about that yeah you're well, more yeah, into that than yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a regional so we have regional cook-offs i think in the february time frame and in marshall we host about probably eight or ten schools local and then that winter uh, they're all evaluated with a big panel it's very it's very culinary like uh, they, they plate their food but then uh, they're not just doing earth food I mean, they got to learn the space mechanics the food science of it so they communicate with the JSC food lab here on the nutritionals and and uh, you know the, the low salt you know the fiber content so the, the dessert entree the design has to meet meet that criteria and then it has to be you know either a hydratable or an MRE type of packaging so they have to learn about the solubility of the food. And is it going to stick to their fork when they eat it? And you know, can't have a cracker and break it because crumbs are going to go everywhere. So it has to be a pudding-like texture to, to stick and you know maintain the uh, the requirements to fly in space. So regional cook-offs are February, and then they're they're, they're evaluated by a, a panel of judges, and then the, the finals are in April. And this Saturday at our event, we're announcing the winner for this year's event. Uh, uh, 
So right now, at the time of this recording, we're recording early May. Yeah, right now, right. I mean, this is this is sort of the the end, but it goes it goes through the, I guess the winter season through the yeah we the we operate we operate yeah. on the school year basically, on the school year from Labor Day right. on to right right now to May. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's the perfect right. While the students are in school, let's let's do this this program and actually get stuff done and that's kind of what i'm hearing is is when when you're doing this program and this is like part of the operation this is the part of like how we do stuff on space station like we like the students are providing these stowage lockers they're providing these the hardware i'm sure the food does the food fly Fruit, yes. food flies. Yeah, yeah, the food yes. flies. They're they're eating the, the yeah. student design. That's that's awesome stuff because it's not it's not just you know wow we're doing this for fun. No, we're doing this and then we're going to use it. We're going to make the most out it, of it. It basically gets the kids out of that scenario of I'm going to take a tech class to build a barbecue pit maybe. Yeah. Or uh, it's live work. So they get the whole gamut of business and industry i mean they're helping with their procurements they're communicating with their school some of our parts are made all over the united states so they have to come together and fit so they have to communicate uh via skype or you know uh, email and and just like a company does and then post procurement we have qa we have specs they have to meet they have to be certified and and all those different little elements of getting a, a piece of hardware to space and, and they're doing it in high school that's right and they're getting NASA on their resume so that's that's our biggest uh, biggest reward to them is that they're getting information they can forward themselves you know in the future with to, to right if you have that on your resume before you even go to college it's it's hard not to pursue something in that field it's, right. it kind of stimulates that. it opens eyes exactly yeah. it, it creates eyes. curiosity like, at oh, least. this is cool i can do this for the rest of my yeah. life yeah. yeah yeah um so so we've talked about hardware we've talked about some of the culinary culinary uh projects that are going on there's there's other things that hunch students are doing right and, and i kind of wanted to go through them all before we really get to the process but sure um even even designing designing hardware right. is part of it right Absolutely. So um, uh, sometimes a vehicle office asks us to design something. They asked us to design a galley table and to manufacture a galley table. Uh, every time a crew comes down, there's a debriefing, and there's always life would be better. My quality of life would be better if I had a little widget that could do something. Mm -hmm. And so those type of concepts from the crew get handed over to engineering students in high school, and so their job is to come up with a solution to, to create that widget. And so that's what we call design and prototyping. And we had 1,300 students across the uh, United States working on solving problems like that this, last, this last year. Do you, remember, do you remember a particular design, something some, like an issue, and then what a student did to, to solve it? So, yes, like uh, we have a tape dispenser. Okay. Okay, so, uh, so that it would would be a one-handed operation you know here you set your tape dispenser it's weighted tape dispensers are heavy they they sit on your desk you want a piece of tape with one hand you go grab the piece of tape and tear it off mm -hmm. right so in in space you need a, a tape dispenser too that'll do that same type of thing but the weight won't help you right so it needs to be attached to something so so they designed that uh, we've made a, a better foot restraint uh, because the current foot restraint uh, astronauts were complaining about so we modified we created uh, a ball foot clamp that clips onto a handrail but it also has many degrees of freedom so it doesn't make the astronaut have to keep his ankle in a weird position okay and so there's some there's many things like that yeah that's huge 
hey, I designed something that astronauts seem to use every day. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's a absolutely. Because I then manufactured and then flown in space. And yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. There's the whole process. Does, yeah. Is that part of the Hunch pro- process, it too? Is. It oh, is. Yeah. yeah. You manufacture yeah. it. And a lot of yeah. what he's talking about now, some of those products are done with the Ultim high-temperature 3D print, which meets the flammability requirements for space. And I brag because it's in my area, but it's done. <laughs> and it's done it's, by what school? It's done by a middle school in Trenton, Georgia. <laughs> really? Middle school students are, are, are helping design and, 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 you know, run the machine and, 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 you know, clean the parts. And we send them back, bag them, tag them, and they become flight products. So, <laughs> so this is pretty impressive. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't doing that in middle school. I can. I can. I, yeah, I remember. I that. wasn't either. <laughs> <laughs> what a great opportunity! It's really cool. Uh, another one is uh, uh, sewn sewn articles. So actually, soft goods, and this is something that I don't. I think if, when we say soft goods, and we I think we throw it around quite a bit. People, you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty common here. But what are what are soft goods just in general? So soft goods are are are, are sewn products, or uh, you might think of them as textiles if mm-hmm. you're deeper into that type of. Uh, product or organization but uh, so family and consumer science classes typically fashion design classes that are in high schools are unfortunately our stuff's typically white not much fashion associated with it but it's structural sewing and so uh, what's really interesting about that is that we use the same industri- semi-industrial sewing machines that if a, if a student was going to go get uh, a fashion design degree they would have to take a semester and be proficient at sewing on on most likely the exact same sewing machine they're going to use in high school because that's the equipment we're going to put in their high school so that they can sew the type of things that we use. What are the type of things that we use? So we use cargo transfer bags. Uh, they've we've made 96 sleeping bag liners that have gone that will go to the International Space Station that every crew member every US crew member will sleep in spend their entire time there in these liners um, we've made a crew quarter organizer which is kind of like uh, right at home you've got you've got your shelves that you keep your clothes in so this is a fabric bag where they keep their clothes in they go exchange clothes and put new new stuff in it and their toiletries we made a toiletry kit for them to put in their uh, in, in their you know bedroom thing yeah I it, it keeps going back to this but I'm just I'm just blown away by it it's just the practicality of the whole thing so so you're designing stuff that are needed that need to be produced in generally higher qu- quantities is what I'm assuming right so yes like something that you can just produce with however many students and just pump them out ship them up to space and now every all of these different students can say i designed a robust material that was flight certified and is used all the time on space station that's correct absolutely uh i just i I love that um another one that i think is cool is uh is, is it's a little bit different because we keep talking about hardware but video and media so what are they doing in that area Video and media is pretty interesting. We, we've got uh, a competition like that culinary competition. Uh, we come up with a title, and they do a five-minute video where they take NASA footage or any information they can pack into their little edited video, and they, they kind of dumb it down for their peer level. So their students, they take all the fancy words out and regurgitate it in, in their, their form of, uh, of their interpretation. And they give us a great video on on a product or a title, a topic of a title, or even farther, we're starting to take crew procedures now and make little window boxes uh, 
on, on an app. So rather than the crew having to read everything, they can just hit the button and it kind of shows the element of the tool that they're going to use or maybe even how they, uh, the, the rack looks and where they're going to integrate their hardware to. Uh, it's just, just little things like that. So. <laughs> pretty, it's pretty impressive. There's that practicality yeah. again. Not only the you're designing the stuff, but you're designing how to work with stuff. Right. Absolutely. That is cool. Yeah. All right. One final one is as uh, uh, software. Actually, designing software, getting behind the computer and, and doing stuff. What are they? What are the students doing there? Okay. So uh, we run this out of Ames Research Center in California, and so there's several different type of of a- applications we're trying to create. One is is an individual crew schedule today the crew looks at a schedule and all the crew members schedule are interwoven together and so we were wanting students to create an app that would just pull out one crew member schedule so they don't have to look through everything Uh, we have another app that's associated with virtual reality that if they're trying to do a repair on something they could have a a virtual kind of training session uh, to work through it Um, what other apps are we looking at? Uh, let's see. We've got a tracking app or oh yes, stowage tools things. You know, like your garage, you set a screwdriver down. Well, you go back to look for it because that's where you thought it was. And space they tend to float around. So they're <laughs> trying to use Bluetooth and RFID uh, tracking uh, software to help locate, maybe scan a whole rack to see if it's in that rack, even if it's not in sight. Uh, so that's that's quite a challenge, but uh, that that's that's a great application that carries year to year and, and, and expands. Yeah, a lot of documentation. A lot of documentation. So a student or a school doesn't have to do the entire app. They can do a section of the app and because this is on the World Wide Web, many students could be working on the same app but different parts of it and then the software gets combined to work together. And then we're going to put a server on the space station that will run student software so that these apps will be available to the to the crew members. Oh, that is cool. I think even though, you you know, you said if you put a screwdriver in your garage and it's there, I mean, I still can't find it. So <laughs> yeah, I, could, yeah, I yeah. could probably use it for my it garage, too. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how it does that. All right, so so a lot of different things that students can get into. It's it's not just the manufacturing. There's there's a lot of different skills that they can do. So so if I were a student or if I were a teacher and I wanted to be a part of this, where do I start? So you would go to the uh, Hunch website, nasahunch.com, and you'll find a, a, a tab for forms. Mm-hmm. And on those forms, you'll, you'll see a statement of work, and you just have uh, you, you reply with a proposal saying, I'm interested in culinary. I'm interested in design and prototyping. I'm interested in making hardware or soft goods or videos. And, and, and then you submit that, and we'll get back in touch with you. So when's a good time to, to do it? Based on, I mean, it sounds like it's, a, it's happening, the program from the start of the school year to the end, but when's a good time really to submit the application? Anytime's Anytime. a good time, okay. but before the school year is typically better Yeah. because then we can put you in a place and, and make sure people are lined up. So we, we, we review those, and, and basically each school is really proficient, like a subject matter expert in, in whatever criteria they're, you know, they're, they're proposing. So we try to generate a task to their subject matter expertise. And um, so we have to have time to go out to school. We, we generally visit every school and, and, and you know, meet the instructors and, and make sure they have the requirements to do 
the task that that's associated with what we're right. we want them to succeed we want them to succeed right. so so we'll place equipment in schools too uh, sometimes basically oh. and and you know we, we do every i mean we basically it's no cost to the school is what we're trying to say yeah uh, but the idea is to make the school successful if they're going to do right, a project right. you, you want them to actually absolutely you, know, you want it to work all right, so so they uh, school submits an application. Uh, you guys gloss it over and say yes, this is something that we can absolutely help you with. Uh, what are the next steps until the school is actually ready to start the program? Okay, so it depends on what they're doing. Okay. If we're going to send them material, then we have to have a space act agreement in place because the government's will really picky about sending out its property to others. And so we have to have a contract in place, and that's called a Space Act agreement. If, if there's not going to be any property exchanging hands, if it's going to be like a video or culinary, uh, then, then there's no property being exchanged. So we can just uh, – they, they can start being a team member immediately. Okay. But uh, if they're going to manufacture things for us and we're going to provide some cutters and raw materials, then we need to get a space act agreement in place. Okay. And then once that in place, once that's in place, you can actually start doing stuff. So, so how does that how does that work? How does a school start becoming a part of the Hunch program? What what are some of the first things? They're okay. Doing? So we have different uh, for hardware. We have different uh, parts that need to be fabricated. Okay. So they can go uh, look at. Uh, in, in the, that folder and pick out a, a one or two parts that they want to make that year. Uh, soft goods, uh, it's a similar type of thing. We're looking at doing uh, these four different projects. Which which one would you like to uh, cut out and assemble? Okay. Uh, the yes. idea is that they can go, I guess, online, right, and, and choose a folder of something that makes sense to them and then design a curriculum around that and execute it through right. through the time that they're allotted. Absolutely right. Okay. So then after that, we, we, we get them situated, and then we, we do site visits. So I'm technically a mentor uh, hmm. to, to the students, but I don't teach the students. The instructor does that. So we'll do a kickoff. Uh, we have a kickoff video and, a, you know, kind of an inception of this is why we're here, this is what we're doing, this is what you're going to benefit from it. Uh, this part's going to fly on space station or end up as a simulator or a mock-up, depending on, you know, where we are. And so we, we move them throughout the year, spot visits, Skype, Zoom, whatever it takes to, to keep the project going. Yeah, I was going to say, because now, because this thing has been growing for quite some time, so it's going to be hard to visit 70 schools <laughs> yeah, yeah. in a year, right? right so sure. maybe a lot of the new guys, I'm, I'm guessing you come yeah. out and visit and get them set up, get, right. their, get the ball rolling. Right. But yeah, I guess the, a lot of electronic connections can help too. Right. We're also finding uh, mentors in different yeah. parts of the U.S., folks that uh, want to give back to the community, and they can also become part of the Hunch team and work with the uh, uh, local schools in their area. Oh, okay. So not just the schools and the teachers participating, right. and yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a lot for for you to do if you really want this thing to grow. People can really, and that's a great way to engage. Yeah, absolutely. So what yes. kinds of what kinds of volunteers are you looking for? So who, what's what qualifies as a mentor? So uh, someone that has ex experience either in uh, engineering and design, someone that uh, has been a, a machinist for a considerable amount of time and now they're retired, or maybe they've been in textiles mm -hmm. and they want to help uh, in soft goods. So those, yeah, those type software, of Software, a lot, a lot of engineers work with our software students and, and okay. uh, from Project Lead the Way are a lot of the areas that they, they engage in, so. Wow. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. So I guess, yeah, they, do they help them? Do the volunteers help the students throughout the year, getting them, Absolutely. making sure the, yeah. the, it's successful and, and actually something that will fly to space station by the end of the time that they're, they're done with the project? They do. Okay. They do. Okay. So then... Uh, I mean, this is probably an important part, but once once uh, students have designed or, or they've sewn a bunch of these stowage compartments for a space station, what happens? What happens to the time where they have a, a, a final product and they give it to you and say, put this on space station, please? What happens then? Okay, so with that final product comes paperwork because <laughs> NASA or Lots the federal it, government yeah. doesn't do anything without its paperwork. Of, sure, of course, right? Yeah. And so the paperwork says, yes, we've measured this, we've tested this, we assembled it in this type of way. And so people are stamping off, people are initialing and dating that these type of things were done. So it comes, it gets, a, it gets an inspection, and uh, then it gets put into uh, bonded storage until it goes and flies. Okay. Yeah, so let me back at it's not Pete, the students. We certify the students how to do their own QA uh, with, with leadership, and then it comes and gets re kind of checked here and verified, and then gets into bonded storage. So the students, like I said, learn that whole system of, of fabrication and you know procurement and and QA. So yeah, the fun part of fun actually part. designing yeah. things, and then the not so fun part. That's of, right. That's of, it. That's right. Yeah. But that's but that's the work, right? So that, they're they're getting exposure the to that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, once things fly to Space Station, and, and I've seen really cool photos of, of hardware where the students actually get to sign it. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, that's pretty special. To, and they get, they get like, the uh, astronauts take pictures with it and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's meaningful. That's it's a meaningful. Big so we it try is. to get that information back to the students. You know, yeah. if we have a locker, generally we sign a locker because it's got nice places to sign. <laughs> yeah, a lot of space. And that was something yeah. Stacy had uh, in his mind that that was, this is the first. Not everybody gets to sign hardware. A few people do, you know, mm -hmm, but right. not, not the students that worked on it. Yeah. So that, that locker has a serial number on it. So we have them sign a registry as well as the locker. So if that serial number shows up in flight with a crew member, we can trace it back and then try to get that picture with a crew member's signature when they get back. Uh, the congratulations and, you know, another, another momentum type things for, for the students. Oh, that's cool. So the ink from that pen is also tracked. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It really is. That's right. <laughs> Everything. Everything, right? On paper, they not, they just don't sign the locker, but they have to print their name on a piece of paper and yeah. then sign the piece of paper because you have to document everything that goes on a piece of flight hardware. Yeah, makes sense. So, <laughs> yeah, it's got to be flight certified. Right. Everything, including that, the ink. Yeah, including the ink. <laughs> Um, so, uh, students designing hardware, sending it up to the space station, this is all great stuff. And there's, there's a lot of projects, but as this thing keeps expanding, I'm sure you need more projects. So, uh, there's this whole section that I, that I discovered about, uh, I guess, uh, partners or clients sending ideas like hey this would be a cool thing for students to build. This would be a great way for students to get involved. So, so partners can do that too, right? They can. Yeah. Absolutely. And we're expanding out of uh, only being in the International Space Station. We're also supporting Orion and Gateway. And have a deep space habitat at Marshall, which is a Mars mission, uh, long duration space station mm -hmm. uh, habitat. So. Yeah, designing stuff for Mars habitats. Right. Okay. So yeah. So. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> it is. 
Um, yeah, lot, lots of different elements to, to really make this thing come together, and it's, it's a very practical, and, and, and uh, it's a program that has a lot of, of, of folks that actually benefit. So, you know, we, we, we've already mentioned thousands of students, 70-something uh, schools uh, that are a part of this. What's what's next for Hunch? Where's where's Hunch continuing to grow? It already sounds, you've already alluded to, it's beyond the space station right now, right? It is. Yeah. It is. So where's it going? So, so Hunch, we, we alluded to mentors. Uh, and so mentors and partners is is how we need to expand in the future. We we have we have some partners with uh, uh, with Haas, which is a machining uh, company that fabricates machining, uh, with uh, Mastercam, which is a CAD CAM uh, software company, uh, other different companies like Apple. Uh, we have different partners, but we also we we need to better understand how to work with volunteer mentors and to create a network of volunteer mentors across uh, the continental United States so that we can, uh, we can reach more schools, more students to, to be able to do that. Because um, they need local support uh, for the expertise and we believe that's gonna be the right way to go. Yeah. We've been working on that over the last couple of years and, and that's a large reason why we've modified the way we're recognizing students and teachers at the end of the school year so that we can also bring in everybody else okay yeah what a wonderful what a wonderful thing too to see all that hard work and and you know actually celebrate it by the by the end yeah so so coming with near-term opportunities i talked about this a little bit before but actually applying you know we're, we're talking in may now this this podcast may come out sometime in the summer is that is that sure. a good enough time for to look at a proposal and, and and start hunch by the beginning of the school year 2019 or is you know is is that a good time or do you know we need a little bit more time to promote this no that would be perfect oh wonderful that would be perfect. any school that came in uh we could get them going either with a, a, a test run of something if it was a manufacturing type of school or if it didn't require Space Act, they could definitely uh, just come in running. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, you know, Stacy, you're you're uh, going to be retiring by the end of this year, right? <laughs> I am. Yeah. I'm retiring. Uh, well, congratulations, <laughs> sir. You. Yeah. How, yeah. Ma- how many years with the program then, with Hunch? So so uh, it, it'll be seventeen and a half. Wow. Yeah. Long time. Long. And you've seen it from, you know, this in, from inception mm-hmm. to, to where it is now and, and oversaw the growth. Absolutely. Looking back on it, how do you feel? I feel good about it. Yeah. Uh, I feel very good about my team, uh, that my team's ready to take this thing over and, uh, and, and it'll, keep, it'll keep growing and it'll keep doing what it has done for the last 17 years. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. Bob, are you ready to, to keep going? I'm going. I'm actually older than Stacy, <laughs> but uh, he, he got started earlier, so right. I've got to I've got to fill out my shoes and, and go another at least four or five years. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I see it growing too. It's it's amazing. I mean, you know, we've never really turned anybody away that I'm aware of. Uh, right. Uh, we've had a few that we've had to drop because we just didn't get uh, the commitment. Uh, but but uh, sure, it's just it's really amazing how it's how it's grown to where it is and then you know with the future getting getting mentors and business and industry involved uh 
uh, at the state level with the uh, with the school uh, board and everything. It's 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 really a a good iconic uh, and and teaser to get kids in 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 the in the STEM. I mean, yeah. st- I, you know, talk about the acronym STEM came on about the time we were starting, and I used to call it STEM, but it was see it, think about it, engineer it, make it. And when the STEM came in, science, technology, engineering, math, we kind of found hunch and that's the acronym we've lived by and and uh it's been good yeah it has been good so yeah i mean it's 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 been a, a number of years for sure so i mean looking back on it is there any is there any moments that stick out of maybe a, stu- a student that uh i don't know just had the right face at the right time some some sort of expression or a student that you saw be a part of Hunch and and do great things later. Anything that's really coming to mind? Well, I've got I've got two. Oh yeah, two, go for I it. I mean two. I got one that's actually working in aerospace now. Uh, that kind of took over that lab that we built at Marshall Space Flight Center. But I've got one here in Houston that's actually a flight controller uh, as well. And so we've got we've got documented evidence of uh, probably. 30 40 that are in the system oh wow uh, doing successful things uh, aerospace wise and the rest move on and uh, we we tracked them with a metric at one time didn't we so and, and, and we've hired two of our students yeah. uh, uh, one student was in a fashion design class she went off and got her fashion design uh, got got a bachelor's in fashion design and then we needed to increase our soft goods and so we uh, we offered her an opportunity to come work for us. Another young man was in design and prototyping and extreme science, and uh, uh, and so we were expanding and uh, put out put out the opportunity, and, and we hired him. Uh, so so yeah, I, I can. We had another student that was in the program at Sci Fair for three years. She went off to Colorado School of Mines got a degree in engineering she's now working down in florida working uh, ballistics for uh, uh, an aerospace company uh so there's i mean there there's there's literally hundreds of students that we could talk about that uh that, that have gone through the program and are in aerospace but there's so many more when we when we started tracking for a couple of years, we we started tracking where are our students going, and so 94% of our students are going to college. Five uh, percent uh, are going straight into technical careers, and and then one didn't one percent kind of was still trying to figure out where they are. Sure. Right, and so, but you look at 94% going off to college, and of that 94%, we had about 68% going into STEM. And so we want to encourage them to go do what they're going to enjoy doing for a significant amount of time in their life. And so whether or not it's going to be technology, because we need technology. We need people that can machine. We need people that can assemble or else. We're not going to make space vehicles if we don't keep that. For machining, the average age of a machinist in the United States is is about 57 years old. Yeah. Okay, mm. if if we don't if we don't encourage students to go into machining areas, uh, we're going to be hard pressed to be able to make spaceships, let alone lockers and and other things that's going to go inside these spaceships. So, everybody seems to think that blue collar is the way to go, 
But the reality is there's many great jobs available in, 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 in trades mm-hmm. or white collar is the way to go, right, right? instead yeah. of blue collar. Right. But uh, there's, there, there's a lot of great opportunities out in the trades and in blue collars. Yeah, for sure. So, so Hunch has that ability to inspire students to go in different paths. It has the ability to continue those space station operations. It has, I mean, there's there's a lot that this this program is doing, and just with stu- you know a couple thousand students and uh, and a handful of schools, a couple dozen schools, you're doing all of these great things and inspiring generations of of different workers. So absolutely, it's 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 a proud moment. So, guys, I really appreciate your time for talking about Hunch oh. today. It's 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 definitely opened my eyes. Just talk beyond what I can see online. It's definitely opened my eyes to the background and and to the growth of the program and the importance of it. Stacy, congratulations on your retirement, Bob. Mm-hmm. Thanks for Thank joining you, us. So, Thanks for having us. So, of course. Where our focus is to inspire the next generation, I think we're doing that. So, Absolutely. It's great stuff. I appreciate your time. You're welcome. Thank you. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Hope you enjoyed learning everything about the Hunch program here on today's podcast. If you want to know more about it or apply for it, we have a website, nasahunch.com. Summer's a pretty good time to apply, so right about the time, I guess now, that this episode is being released would be a good time to to check out that program, see if uh, it could be brought into your school. NASA.gov slash STEM is a good resource for all things education. Uh, You can follow some of our education sites on social media, including the NASA EDU sites, uh, NASA Johnson, we we send out a couple things, NASA Hunch, also you can follow them on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Then YouTube actually has a little Hunch uh, channel. You can see some of the student videos from there. Use the hashtag NASA, ask NASA on uh, any one of your favorite platforms to submit an idea. Make sure to mention it's for Houston. We have a podcast. This episode was recorded on May 8th, 2019. Thanks to Alex Perryman, Norm Moran, Pat Ryan, and Flo Gold. And thanks to Mr. Bob Zeke and Mr. Stacey Hill for coming on the show. We'll be back next week.